Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Syracuse football, ranked 13th in the nation, returns to the Carrier Dome on Friday. A 7 p.m. game against the Louisville Cardinals. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Edelstein, alongside Harrison Singer, here on the Orange Fizz pregame podcast. Harrison, this matchup between the Orange and the Cardinals looks a lot different than the matchup between these two teams that we've seen over the past few years. The Orange right now looking like, you know, they're climbing the rankings, getting up into the top 15, ranked for the first time in years. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are looking like they're trying to find their old ways of the past on a tailspin right now. Yeah, well, it's definitely been, at least this year, a bit of a flip-flop. And and that's what happens when you're Louisville and you lose a lot of important pieces. Obviously, the, the headliner there is Lamar Jackson. But let's take, let's take a look at the numbers for a second. I mean, the last four times these teams have played, Louisville's won, right? And another fact to, to kind of keep in the back of your head should be Bobby Petrino. He's coached at Louisville at two stints now. So he's coached from 2003 to 2006, and then 2014 and, and, until now. And he's never lost to the Orange, ever. Every time he's coached for Louisville, all seven times, he is 7-0 and against the Orange. So, you know, again, like, like you just said, this isn't a Louisville squad that seems poised to come into the Carrier Dome and beat the Orange, but it's, it's still a—they're a, a, coached by a—, by a a man who you can't rule out against Syracuse. Now, even in tough times, this is a guy who a lot of the players recently, there was there were a few posts and articles that came out over the past few days saying that the Louisville players are not happy uh, with the situation. Obviously, you, you, no one's really going to be happy if you're losing. Right. But this is a guy who knows success. A lot of the times when the Cardinals have been playing Syracuse, they've been the ranked team. So they And they had a guy like Lamar Jackson in the past. It just shows how valuable that stardom is. But you're right, this isn't... Uh, this is a guy who you, you have to kind of watch out for. He's a coach who also knows what he's doing. Yeah. Tough times right now with the personnel, but still is is a winning coach, not a game the Orange could take for granted. Yeah, Dave, I mean, that's that's exactly what's going on here, is that this guy's an established coach. He's been around the block one or two times. He's been at Louisville twice. <laughs> and when you have a losing culture like, like like the one that's going on inside the Cardinals locker room it's hard to stay with a guy you know and, and look in the professional ranks the first example that comes to my mind is, is the Cleveland Browns for instance they just let go of their head coach Hugh Jackson who you know has probably a lot a lot of people say he's gotten you know, kind of a not too much of a fair shake at some of the stops he's been at. You know, uh, Jackson kind of held back. You know, when he was on uh, ESPN talking about you know the firing, but that's what needs to happen when you're you you've created a losing culture. You know, when you have a losing atmosphere, it's hard for your players to get around you and say, "Hey, we're gonna you know put it all out there on the line for you." You can't do that when you're two and seven, and you definitely can't do that, you know, at two and seven, you're Louisville, when you're 0 oh, and six in the conference. I mean, sheesh, that's not good. That's not good at all. This team ranks last in scoring. They give up the most points. This looks like a team that just doesn't want to play for their coach, and why would they when they have nothing to play for? A definitely different look than in the past. Syracuse, with its own new look, they're they're coming up at the number 13 in front of this, its name. What would be the argument? For Syracuse to win this, besides the obvious, on paper they're better. Yeah, it's not. This doesn't need. I'm not looking for Syracuse to win this game. I'm not. I'm not 
I'm, I'm looking for them to completely dominate Louisville from the start. I, not just a regular win. All right, so, so, not, so not just a win, not but just literally a demolishing. Win, right, <laughs> okay. literally like a tearing apart of the seams, of the wow. wings of the Cardinals. Is that that much of a beatdown? Because you went into Wake Forest last week. You got down in a 10 nothing hole. You can't do that at home against the worst team. So literally... Defying that would be starting out hot and controlling this game the entire time. And quite honestly, that's that's exactly what I expect the Orange to do because just the disparity and in, in the level of talent between these two teams. I'm looking at the Louisville schedule right now, and they start off their season on September 1st against number one Alabama. And <laughs> yeah. it goes without saying that number one in front of the name, Alabama, right? And they, I see they score 14 points against them. How much could that have defined the season that Louisville was going to have, just starting out with a game that... You don't really go in that game expecting to win. You go and try and use that as a learning experience. But when you have a game like that where you're going to take a beating so early against the number one team in the country, how might that have set up what's played out the rest of the season up to this point yeah, for Louisville? Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, I don't think that those guys in the Louisville locker room are going into that week one game saying, oh, we're going to get killed by Alabama. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're going to get they're going to go out there. They're going to give it what they got. They, they did come up short, but I don't think that even though they came up short, I don't think that sets the tone for the season. I do think that just watching this team, they are simply less talented than the Louisville team that Petrino had, you know, coached last year. They're just not as good. They're, they're a Heisman quarterback and an NFL first round pick down, you know, and their other pieces, their other pieces gone too. It's not like, you know, Lamar Jackson led them in rushing last year, but Reggie Bonifon, who was also, you know, their starting running back, he's also gone. So that whole offense, basically, you know, coming in, the offensive line was basically the most established part of their team, or at least offensively. And when you don't have guys at the skill positions who you know or you trust, it sets up uh, the potential for a tough season. So you know, right after Alabama, they went. They they have they had Western Kentucky. They squeezed out a win against Western Kentucky. They lost to a Florida State team who's clearly not, you know, playing up to program standards. So yeah, right after Alabama, it would have they had a chance to 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 beat teams who were nearly on the same stratosphere as Alabama. They haven't done that. They come in now, having lost what six straight. Their last four games, they're letting up like over 59 points a game. This is a, a sorry team that has nothing to play for right now, and that's how their season, I believe, is gone. So it was a 51-14 loss to Alabama in Week 1. They did wind up winning. Louisville wound up beating Indiana State in Week 2, and then Western Kentucky in Week 3, right. obviously non-conference games. And then you're right, they, they lose the next six in a row all-conference games. That's Virginia, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Boston College, and, and, who was ranked right. Wake Forest— and then, and Clemson, David, of course, David, number two. The, also, the concerning thing is here, they're not just losing these games. They're letting up points, and they haven't scored 40 points all season. They have not scored 40 points all season. Meanwhile, the Orange have been doing that on a consistent right. basis. They're running all over teams, and they're, and you know, Dungy's throwing the ball over all across, you know, all through NC State secondary. Louisville has nothing, nothing, nothing going for them like that at all. And NC State, who is again ranked at number 22, where they were when the Orange right. defeated them to get their number 22 ranking so it's not uh, you know these aren't easy teams that Syracuse was throwing through their defenses finding the holes right. being able to succeed against yeah. they stayed with number two Clemson for most of the game and almost sure. won that one except for the last minute right. but these are ranked teams that Syracuse is competing with which is why they now have the number but with that you you kind of I, I kind of think about how Syracuse has had these momentous upsets as the underdog over the past few years they've been the ones to beat the ranked team 
They are now at home in the Carrier Dome against Louisville, who's unranked. The cards have flipped. Syracuse is ranked. What do they have to watch out for to make sure this isn't a trap game? That being a game where they're like, we are the ranked team now. We should win this and wound up letting down their guard and then losing. I think the, the solution is... And it's like it's all mental, all right. So it's and it's also easier said than done because it's something that teams or players may just naturally find themselves doing. But it's to not get cocky. They cannot step on the field on Friday tomorrow and get cocky against a team that they know they can and should beat. Because the second that happens is when you hear the phrase, "Oh, this is a trap game. This is that." That's a team taking another team for granted. At least if they're the better team, that is simply a team saying, "Hey." We don't need to do. We don't need to come out here and, and worry too much about executing. They're two and seven. They're zero and six in the AC. Right. So with that said, you know they can't walk. They can't walk onto the field on Friday with their heads held high and thinking that oh we're thirteenth in the country and we're just going to roll right through you on our way to Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium. That can't happen. And assuming they don't do that, they'll win this game. They don't want to be a victim of their own design. In other words, a yeah. team that's been able to in these formative Dino Babers years. Figure out how to take down the national defending champions. Oh, yeah. Uh, defending national champions, Clemson, and then the Virginia Tech the year before that and had the momentum, big win against Florida State this year. Ranked wins, of course, NC State, which didn't seem as big anymore at that point because the Orange had been doing so well, and now they're ranked. So they don't want to be that fall victim to their own design. And speaking of their own design, this is a Syracuse team that we, we've pounded it in so much at this point, but... They, they move fast on offense. And last week, it, it didn't look like they were getting into the game as, as fast as they needed to. And you and I were talking about how it, they need to start out fast. There's this importance coming into this week that they, the one thing that they really need to work on and show in this game specifically is not starting off slow. Yeah, well, I'm going to cut them some slack uh, based off last week. It's not easy to go or to fly down to a conference rival on the road and then just start hot, you know? You know, like you get there, you're on the road, you're not your home stadium. Wake Forest is not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. They're not going to, you know, be a threat in the ACC or whatnot, but they're not a bad team by we any stretch. We saw what they did to the Orange just last oh, year. Where I, I mean, so many fourth down tries in the Carrier Dome in 2017 and the the uh, the pass option just completely oh. destroyed the Syracuse and defense just just, yeah. just a year ago. Right. So, you know, you buckle up on and the fact that they went on the road and played the way they did. Also, you know, I do believe there's something to be said with that Wake Forest game last year. Syracuse's season was pretty much in shambles at that point. I there was like they honestly looked like they had just conceded the rest of their year when when Wake Forest scored however many unanswered points it was in the second half. That was one of the worst defensive showings I've ever seen. Not just here at Syracuse, not just, uh, you know, watching on an, on an NFL Sunday or, you know, uh, college football Saturday ever. I'm talking ever. That was one of the worst defensive performances ever. And they're much improved from that. And that was that that, that was shown last week. However, what back to what I was saying is it's not easy to go to a conference rival on the road when you're, you know, especially when it's not. You know, such a, such a super close game. Um, you know, like Wake Forest is down in North Carolina, so it's not a, like it's not not a trip. And you go down there, you start slow. That that naturally happens. However, you are now playing a worse team, and you are at home. There is no excuse to start slow. If you start slow, that just means that. Well, you got to ask yourself the question: What's going to happen when you know? we find ourselves against Notre Dame or what's going to happen if we find ourselves in a legitimate bowl game against a much better team on a neutral location. We can't start out against Louisville 
then, then, oh, you know, they should be screaming for help. What's one flaw from last week besides starting off maybe a little bit slow that Syracuse needs to fix for this week in preparation for the big games that are to come after this, that being looking ahead on Syracuse's schedule, the Notre Dame game at Yankee Stadium, which the atmospherics are going to completely set up a different right. situation, and Notre Dame in general is ranked above Syracuse, yeah. and then Boston College has been in and out of the rankings all year as well. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I really think that they played like uh, like the team that we think that well, really we believe that they are after starting off slow. So if they play like that against Louisville, there's definitely not going to be a problem. If they play like that against Notre Dame, I'm talking after they went down 10 nothing. So, you know, it's hard to think about what else they could have, you know, done better from a really broad standpoint but you know don't start don't don't put yourself in a hole and after that they did play like the 13th ranked team in the country on the road against the conference rival you play like that tomorrow on Friday against Louisville you're going to win big you play like that at Notre Dame you're going to or against Notre Dame you're going to give yourself a chance to win and and that's going to be the case for the rest of the season you know they just they just can't play up or down to their opponent you know Syracuse has to play its its own game Take what the defense gives them, and that's when they're at their best, when they play their own game and do their own thing. They say the offense can be your best defense, and Syracuse, the scoring has helped them out. Again, Louisville scoring an average of of about 20 points per game and letting up 40. Meanwhile, Syracuse scoring 40 on the season, so this lopsided game looks like it's programmed, ready to go, show up to the Carrier Dome, and you almost, almost know what you can expect. It's sports, you don't, but you almost see where this is going. And the people who are going to be involved in that, I'm looking at the, the Louisville roster and trying to figure out who are these guys that Syracuse will have to watch, who are, who are going to be the playmakers still, because there's not, you know, this is still an ACC team. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're still probably going to score some points here unless Syracuse has a shutout, which, which they've done. But they're, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be moving around the field. And when I'm looking at their rushing game, it doesn't seem like they have any one guy. Trey Smith is their leader right now. Then you have Malik Cunningham and Hassan Hall. These are three guys all about the same amount of games played this season between seven and nine, seven, eight, nine. And then it's for, for attempts, they've all had about 50 and they've all gained about the same 250 yards each. So what is going on with this running game and who do you watch out for? Well, the thing about Louisville, they definitely like to do a running back by committee kind of thing. Obviously Trey Smith leads the way they've got, you know, quarterback, I guess what, Whatever that case is, that situation is, they have like a quarterback turned running back and, and Malik Cunningham running the ball too. They have Hassan Hall, you know, who gets carries. But Trey Smith kind of seems, it really depends on the game, but Trey Smith seems to be the most effective. I believe he he was the most effective against Clemson. Um, but at the end of the day, they've I, Louisville really finds itself having to abort the running game and rely on the passing game when they get behind in games so hopefully that's you know kind of what the orange makes makes them do and we won't and Syracuse won't really have to worry too much about the run you know but in regards to whoever has the ball it's going to be on that front seven it's that front seven's job of the orange to to make sure that they're they're bringing that guy down as soon as possible whether it is Trey Smith whether it is Malik Cunningham whether it is Hassan Hall you know I, I don't think that there's a huge disparity between any of the three backs where Syracuse sees one and, and doesn't know how to respond when the other gets the ball. You know, I don't think it'll be that kind of thing. Um, you know, just everyone on the defensive line, you know, linebackers too, just you know, do your job. Use that energy off the home crowd and, you know, ball out on Friday. That's all, that's all that Syracuse really has to do. 
As far as the passing game at quarterback, mm -hmm. the Cardinals using Juwan Pass. First of all, what a name for a quarterback. Perfect pass. Name. I mean, Perfect that's uh, that's pretty fitting. But he hasn't really had the strongest season. No. You, you couldn't argue that this has been one of the greatest Louisville quarterbacks going on here. Ten interceptions on the year. Uh, he's completing more than half his passes, but just barely. He's yeah, got it's not great. 1,700 yards just about. So you know, Seven uh, to ten, you know, touchdown-interception ratio also isn't going to glare off on, on a piece of paper either. So with, with a guy like this, you know he's the one, unlike the rushing game where you have a few guys moving around the field. What do you look out for? In Jawan Pass. Well, I'm I'm thinking I'm Syracuse. If, I'm, I'm, if I am a Syracuse defensive back, I am licking my chops. I know that my team has has taken the ball away every single game this season. We've already like it's it's night and day with how much better this defense has looked from last season. So you have a guy who comes in struggling for a struggling team. You know everyone does their job. Defensive line gets pressure on this guy up front. The job for the DB is going to be so much easier, and I'm sure they'll get a pick or two off of off of past, off of past tomorrow. And what kind of guy is he? You know, Eric Dungy's runs around the field a lot. You've got Tommy DeVito, who's the long passer. What kind of presence does Jawan Pass have on a team, even though they're struggling? Yeah, I mean, that is only something I can only answer if I was inside the Louisville locker room or the Louisville huddle. However. That doesn't mean I can't say this. When you're on a struggling team like that, and you're coming in for a, on a road game against a 13th ranked team in the country, your shoes are big. You know what I mean? You got all. You have a big, big job in front of you. And, and I just, if I'm if I'm in that position, I'm trying to show my coach what I can do. If for, if I'm the quarterback, I'm trying to you know rally my team, finish off this season strong. I know that even though we've struggled this season, Louisville, that is that. There are games left to be won. There are passes yet to be thrown, and there's you know stock that can rise or fall uh, wherever wherever he ends up playing. I don't think it'll be the NFL, but wherever he ends up playing after school, and there are still eyes on him. And if I'm the quarterback of a struggling team, it's it I would view that as my job now. What can I do to bring up the morale, bring up the performance of my teammates? And I think that's the shoes. Those are the shoes that he's in right now. And I guess only time will tell. See how well he does with it. So where every game is a addition for him. Right, I would call it a test at this point now. A, a test and an addition for him. He he's looking at number thirteen Syracuse, saying, "Let me." Tr he's not coming in here thinking, "Okay, we, we, we're the underdogs here." Thinking, "Hey, this is my chance to show what I can do in the Carrier Dome, the Loud House against a ranked opponent." Now, and it's not it's not just Syracuse anymore, right? It's not just the Syracuse ACC rivalry. This is a ranked opponent that he's going to be facing. And where every game is this audition, tryout, test, whichever phrase you want to use, he's still coming in strong looking to do some damage and some work. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it seems as if Bobby Petrino won't be the Louisville coach next year. Um, so for not just pass, but really whoever's going to be there on Louisville next year, though, um, they're, they're, they seem to kind of be auditioning for who will likely be a different coach. So it's kind of like this program is in a state of chaos right now. Um, it's not to the point where it's not easily fixed when you, if you were to bring in you know a capable, smart guy to, to coach the team you know next season. Uh, not to say obviously Petrino's not that, but if his time's up, his time's up. However, you know, 
whoever's the coach next year, he'll do the evaluating. And it'd be nice if you're pass or if you're anyone else to give him some good tape to look at when, when he has to do his job next season. So who's going to win tomorrow on Friday? Hmm, good question. It might be a nail-biter. Just kidding. Uh, I think <laughs> that Syracuse wins this game 55-17. Wow. So there's a drastic regard there. You think Syracuse is going to overproduce what they've done on average this season, and Louisville will be a little bit under their average. I, uh, I, I do think so. That does happen in sports, and I think that you combine the atmosphere, you combine how poor Louisville's been on defense and on offense. And, you know, Syracuse Syracuse is in a good position right now. You know, if they don't get cocky tomorrow, they, they're going to go out. They're going to beat down a, t- a conference rival that they know they're better than. They're going to be, what, what are they going to be now, 7-2? and two? They're 7-2 and two now, so they're going to be 8-2. Yeah, and looking for two. their eighth win on right. the season. So Believe it be, or not, the, the fifth one was such a big thing, and now looking for the eighth win, right. which seems so, very likely. So they win this. Eight and two going into Yankee Stadium against Notre Dame. Wow, that, and, <laughs> that and, felt awesome to say. And, and who knows how how much higher the Syracuse ranking might be? I mean, Louisville is not going to be this great accomplishment. Yeah. Where, wow, let's move up in the rankings, but it's another win. Eight and two is is pretty impressive. Yeah, they beat them down good. They'll move up a spot or two, but they'll have a real chance to do it against Notre Dame. Real chance. Now, speaking of that, if Syracuse does lose, how at risk are they for? the success of their season and maybe even on a smaller scale or for maybe a bigger scale for people who really value it for their ranking. Well, if they lose this game, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say the season's not a success. We were, we came into this year talking, Oh, it's bowl or bust now after all these four and eight seasons. So they've done that. They're bowl eligible. They're going to be in a bowl, but like, now expectations are so high, and that's okay. Good for you, Syracuse, for bringing everyone's expectations so high. Like going into this season, I'm pretty sure Syracuse fans were used to like seeing local temperatures slide from 19 to 13, not their own <laughs> college football team. You know, so, <laughs> that's, a good, yeah, that's, a, that's a good comparison. So you've created a new stigma. You've created like you can now recruit top prospects. You can now like your Tino Babers has changed the landscape of this program over the course of one season. It was bowler bust for a reason. He's done that, and, you know, losing this game, I would put all that in the trash. You know, it doesn't mean that it, the season wouldn't be a success, but, like, it'd be a huge disappointment to lose this game. Expectations, hearts ripped out, uh, it'd be a mess, but, you know, at the end of the day, when, when everyone, you know, kind of comes back to earth, the aftermath would ultimately be, you know what, let's not ignore the season Syracuse is still having. But, again, you know... I don't see that even as a reality right now. I, I seriously think Syracuse goes, runs right through the Cardinals, wins this game, walks into Yankee Stadium eight and two. So you made me, you made me laugh there. <laughs> but who will be the team that comes out smiling on Friday from this one? It's a 7 p.m. Friday matchup: Syracuse and Louisville in the Carrier Dome. Keep up to date with all of your Syracuse football news. Also some Syracuse basketball. Now the basketball season's underway at orangefizz.net, also theorangefizz.com. Keep following us on Twitter at orangefizz, on Facebook at orangefizz. Once again, for Harrison Singer, my name is David Edelstein here on the Orange Fizz pregame podcast, and we'll speak with you after the game.